0: And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast, covering everything there is to know the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world, for that matter. And we're going to prove it. But we are a little bit biased. I am your host, Brian and Casey. You can find me on Twitter at Casey SGE. Follow the show on Twitter as at, at Pond. Follow the show on Twitter, that uh, the show on Instagram. That is uh, hey, I'm Frankfurt. Follow the show on, uh, well, you can email us whenever the hell you want. That is HeyEintrachtFrankford at gmail.com. You can always uh, hit us up on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash Pod, A little ramshackle sort of start to the podcast because we have been talking about nothing else but gloating in our glory. And we haven't done that since a quarterfinal. Oh, my. We have gone one step further. We are just one match away from lifting that European trophy for the second time in our club's history. So here to talk all things Eintracht versus West Ham. It is Chris in the Motor City. Chris, what do you think of those Colorado athletes already crushing Nashville once again?
1: I don't. Uh, earmuffs, I earmuffs. <laughs> tag. I don't give a fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's let's talk to the boy who comes from the Big Apple, the city where the Rangers decided to say fuck you, Pittsburgh Penguins, cares? after through in multiple overtimes gets through and then goes to a big old party literally within twenty-four hours at Jack Dempsey's How was Jack Dempsey's Matt?
2: Dude, I am so ready to leave New York and go to fucking Sevilla right now because that is where my eyes are right now. <laughs> Brian, I have to make a
1: correction on your intro. We're also the best club in Stratford, London. Hell yeah. That's been proven best in back-to-back in weeks. For that matter.
0: Yeah, so that's been proven in, in back-to-back weeks. But I would like to put down and say that we are the best club in Britain because of who we are playing in Britain. Um, so most people will uh, know a little bit about Eintracht Frankfurt's uh, grand and glorious uh, culture within playing in Europe. So it stands back to our first foray into Europe. We uh, beat young boys. We beat uh, Vienna uh, Sport Club. And then we played... Glasgow Rangers, we won the first leg 6-1, excuse me, 6-3, then we won the next one 6-1, 12-4 on Edgar before we faced off in the final in Glasgow against Real Madrid. And guess what? We've not failed to uh, uh, kick some Scottish ass from time to time. Uh, If anyone's wondering, it's like, okay, Prime, what did we do previously? In um, the only two times we've ever faced Scottish opposition, it was the semi finals of the 59, 50, uh, 59 60 uh, European Cup semi finals against Glasgow Rangers, who are now our opposition in the finals. And in the first leg of the 79 80 UEFA Cup, which is now the Europa League, uh, we ended up winning that competition in case anyone has forgotten. But we defeated Aberdeen two to one on aggregate, uh, one one away in Aberdeen. God, we love the Scots against Aberdeen at home. So, would you tell me if we were like play against the Scots? Like, is this playing? Are you against-
2: saying there's a chance? Yes. Are you saying there's a chance? Yes. Are we going
1: there to is. talk and, about the final before we review the semifinal?
0: Uh, you know what? We should probably get to that. <laughs> tracked Frankfurt 1, West Ham nil. Rafael Boré, another uh, UEFA Europa League goal. That's all that we really needed. I kept on saying we need more. We need to just compound what we already have. Uh, hey, we have this. Look, I've been trying to keep my emotions in check all day long. I can't. It was a freaking three to one win on aggregate against another team. That, for if you compare ourselves with them, you know what? They come from one of the biggest cities in Europe. They are a lesser team within their league. Sure, they've got a long history of being a part of the. The top division got multiple. Their team is valued twice as much as we are. Put that all down to the way that they the uh, talent evaluations of the English Premier League. But the thing is, neither of us is the super sexy team. We are seen as a team that is full of passionate supporters who love their club to their dying days. And such is what it is. I tracked Got West Ham as opposed to like a Lyon, which would have been a more glamorous tie. To be fair, and you know what, did not matter a jot. Eintracht got the goal halfway through. What around about halfway through the first half. (sighs) Let me ask you. Saying, "Canal found him. Canal found his boy. Bore, bore buried it." And all I can think in my head was, we don't have to do anything for the rest of the game. We can sit back, relax. Look, I haven't had a cigarette in like seven years. I had my first one today. (laughs) (laughs) I was that stressed. I needn't have been.
1: So, Brian, let me ask you a question. Um, When that Uh VAR somehow, for the first time in it seems forever, went in our favor, and the yellow was overturned with red. Um, was it just a foregone conclusion at that point? Because we kind of talked about it off air. I was not worried going into this. I was a little worried about my lack of anxiety, my lack of nervousness. Not being worried. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm worried when we play when we play uh, Armenia Bielefeld on a Saturday morning. Um, but somehow going into this one, the biggest matchup in my lifetime – um, no, no worries at all. So I don't know it, something <laughs> seemed to change though, at the point of that red card where it was, okay, we have to score quickly or else we're going to give them a little bit of life. Um, I'm See? really thankful we scored in the first seven or eight minutes after that card.
2: Yeah. So like I was at the exact same point. Cause like all, all day, even yesterday, I was just kind of like, all right. I'm not feeling a damn thing right now. I know the game is tomorrow. This is like the biggest game of our like lives, my life at least. Just like this is unbelievable right now. <laughs> and then like noon Eastern Standard Time hits. I was like, okay, more hours to kick off. Like now I'm starting to get a little nervous. Like my knees are shaking a little bit. Here comes 1 p.m. Like, oh, my God. Like I'm still like doing my regular day-to-day job kind of thing. Like I'm like, fuck. Like, you know, I still have to do my job here. But at the same time, like this is all I can think about. Then 2 o'clock hits. I'm putting my jersey on. I'm putting my scarf on. I'm ready to head out. And then all of a sudden, my heart just sinks into my stomach. And I was just like, crap. This game is going to make me shit my pants throughout 90 (laughs) minutes of the time. (laughs) And thankfully, it didn't because, I mean, well, I'm not going to say the first, like, five minutes were super scary for me because when Hinty went down, I was just like, holy crap. Like, this is not a good sign. Like, Like, kudos to Hinty for even trying to being on the field and giving it it all giving it his all because that was pretty much everything like we love his dedication like even though he's had like a very like a not so great kind of year like for him to go out there and just to really you know give it his all just like for us and then getting injured afterwards like he deserves every single flower like he des- like he has his frankfurt patch like he can get a tattoo of eintra frankfurt across his chest uh, as many times as he wants it won't matter to me but it did suck that we lo- lost to him but you know tory was so reliable but then you know <laughs> the fans were on point either way you know the fans were on point either way even when we lost him like the fans did not lose their thing and that's where it really pushed us to the thing pushed us to the you know final stages essentially
1: yeah, uh, I thought it was interesting. Glorious,
2: glorious. Push. When Hinty went
1: down, they, you know, it was kind of an oh shit moment for everybody. Um, but he's the last person you would ever expect to leave the pitch injured. He, I mean, if he had to leave and he had to be replaced, you knew it. It was it was the real deal. There was no, uh, you know, his heart is hurting kind of situation. He that was a legitimate injury, and to see him go off, but. Torre step in and just so confidently uh, fill that backline spot, I had no worries whatsoever, even after the card and being down a man, um, even besides that. I had no worries about that backline. They have really been one of the better parts of our team all year long, and we have not given them enough credit because we've been so obsessed with the lack of goal scoring. But that defense across the and board sheets. has been fantastic.
2: I mean, it's it's unbelievable because when Torre went to the right side, I was not nervous about it because, like you know, Torre played against Barcelona and fucking killed it against. Um, I don't even know; it's irrelevant. Whoever was on the left wing of Barcelona because they suck; they're not real. <laughs> um, but to be putting Tuta in the central defense the central like defense on our side of things, controlling Indica and Torre on the right side, he put up his big boy pants you know like he was solid he completely controlled the back line he was distributing right to the midfield perfectly he was finding kamada in certain situations where he's surpassing both so the line of so and roda you know sometimes even fighting jph and, and it, it, it tuta in the central defensive midfield i'm all for you know, that was unbelievable. Um, moving back to, like, the card with the red card and stuff like that. I mean, first of all, the referee is such a fucking idiot. Excuse my French for – well, I'm not going to excuse my French because that's all we do on this podcast or all <laughs> I do on this podcast at least. But this, the referee is an idiot for showing Cresswell a yellow-red card. Like, he saw them play perfectly in line. Like, you have to know in that situation that Cresswell is the last defender on there and pulling down Jens Hauga. like – you gotta see that. But like I'm glad that he that VAR kind of called him in. And like in the back of my mind, I'm thinking maybe he gave the yellow card to him just in case, you know, he didn't give the red card and have to like, you know, uh, revert his red card to a yellow card It's exactly. better for you to, you know, give a yellow card to put into a red card. But I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna get political here and whatnot. Um but what I think was a huge, huge mistake on West Hams, which kinda gave me like almost ninety nine percent confidence. We're like, holy shit, we're gonna win this game, is when they subbed off Lanzini for Ben Johnson, which was such an idiotic move. Like, why would you pull off your strongest number 10 player? Maybe not with Bowen, but Lanzini is such a strong number 10 player that you know you're subbing him off for a defensive player. In that point, I'm like, David Moyes is just thinking defensive side of things, even though they're down a goal, let alone two goals down, you know, ten minutes later. And I mean, that was that was that was kind of like, you know. Just the icing on the cake, right there. And then, fucking, you know, shout out to Tuta for starting the goal for us in that sense because it started off with an interception from Andika back, or sorry, an interception from So back to Tuta, Tuta passing the ball over to Amanitore on the right side. Then Amanitore finding Ansgar Knauf. Ansgar Knelf beating the defender, passing it back to Bore, and then Bore sliding it that nice, easy, like six-yard little touch. That is all I needed. That's all the that's all the verification. Because once that goal happened, I was all ready for Sevilla. I was like, I don't give a fuck what's gonna happen. Like, even if West Ham scores one goal, we're still gonna hold it down here. I mean, it, it was just so perfect. Like you, I I literally saw Sevilla coming out of the dust of that ball from Boris' foot, just like spelled out for me. I mean, it was, it was, it, I will. I, it's, I, I can't even make words out of it. It's unexplainable how fucking happy I
1: am. And the awareness by Kanaf to work his way through the defender and look up to find Bore um, stepping back into an open spot instead of just drilling it across the middle where it could get picked off by the goalie or defender. Uh, that was everything in one play. We saw everything we've been missing on that right side. Uh, The ball playing from the back through the mid to the front and turning into scoring opportunity. That defined everything we've looked for on the right side for the last two years.
2: And Borre plays with such confidence in Europa. I fucking love it. Like, yes, granted, that was probably his, like, second goal in the past, like, six to seven, eight games. Yes, he's only scored one Bundesliga goal, but, like, he just plays with such confidence at points. Like the guy was shooting from 16 yards out or like, or sorry, from like outside the 18 yard box, like a couple yards out. Like it was, he, he plays with such confidence and I just love it because for someone who should be a little bit more successful, sexif- uh, successful on the stat sheet, you know, the confidence is right there for them. And I also want to fucking give our flowers out to so and Rode, like, Roda putting Hoda starting first of all was unbelievable. I figured that was going to happen just to have that experience in there. But him and so commanded the midfield like him, them, and our defense were sh- freaking ruthless. Like, in particularly with Andika, especially with that early tackle against uh, Antonio, where he got the yellow card in like the the twentieth, thirtieth minute or so. I was like, that sets the tone right there for West Ham. Like, hey don't do not come at us like you're running through a brick wall here at this point and it it showed you know West Ham was fucking useless at, at that point like i feel like you know nothing else happened too much like trap didn't have to make too many saves like i feel like there's, there's a lot of games where we had to rely on trap to make like a huge save and stuff like that um obviously he had that massive foot save off of bowen in the first leg but like In this game, I feel like he only had like two, three like mediocre saves compared to what we see him do on the regular basis.
1: I thought he had a couple more difficult ones uh, in the second half of the second half that really were a lot more difficult, just the angle they were from or, you know, uh, pressure, uh, you know, last 10 minutes situation. To me, that's what makes Trapp invaluable to this team. Any goalie out there can. Be ninety percent or better on their save percentage, but it's the difficulty of the shots they're stopping, and he does it face to face with guys one on one. He does it off balance. He does it moving across the goal. Uh, he does it in such a variety of ways. It's just really it gives you confidence. And I know this back line for as young as they are, and and you know they've been mix and match together at points through the year. It's got to give them a lot of confidence knowing that Kevin Trapp is back there and it's okay to make a mistake once in a while because right. he's got your back. Right. And is there, totally is agree. there anybody yeah. on this? I mean, they're all deserving of it, but for what Kevin Trapp did for us the first time around, and then to come back to us in a, at a point where we really needed help and, you know, the hometown discount that he kind of gave us and then to give him this opportunity uh to win some silverware for us. He's earned the right to do whatever he wants the rest of his career. I'm just excited he can play for a final with that eagle on his
2: chest. Oh, I completely agree. I mean he deserves the key of the city at this yeah. point. He deserves like a lifetime opportunity to become like a Frankfurt front office kind of person, you know, whether it's on the recruiting side of things or anything like that. I mean, the man's a Frankfurt legend for a reason. Yeah, and he missed
1: out on that that cup win, which is kind of tough because you know there's still some guys around that were a part of that. But um, you know, he was at PSG at the time, and I know I remember him him sharing his excitement for that win for us. But I always thought, you know, if there was someone deserving it, has been through the grind and rebuilding the glamour at Frankfurt. He was right there in the middle of it, so to see him have a chance to play in a final and etch his own history instead of just being a footnote in the build-up to it is really exciting. Right,
2: for sure. But I think he's going to have the one-up on Khodetsky when uh, he when we potentially win the fucking Europa League and he only won the DFB for call. In my opinion, I'd rather win the Europa over DFB, but maybe that's just me being mad. You that. know what? <laughs> I,
1: I only have one child, but I imagine it's like you don't pick a favorite because – they're all unique True. in their own way. Uh, it's great to be the German Cup champion. It may be great to be a European Cup champion. Um, it's not fair to measure them against each other, but to think about all the trials and tribulations in the last four years since then, we've been through a hell of a lot in that time.
2: No, I totally agree. and I probably shouldn't have said that because we had to appreciate any sort of silverware we have on that. Um, but is there anything else you want to talk about the first half before we get into the second half? Because I have a couple notes on the second I half.
1: I got one more, one more first half note. Um, the school pickup line worked again. I, <laughs> I, I wanted to be known. I pulled up there uh, it, at 14 minutes, 59 seconds on the clock. And shortly after that, you get the card and the goal. And it's magic. That school pickup line did it again. I'm not superstitious.
2: No, <laughs> we're not. But I keep doing it. We'll see you there on Wednesday. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, any comments <laughs> on the first half?
0: Well, it's interesting that you make the connection of, like, playing in a uh, final, the Pokal final, you mentioned as well. If you think of it in this context, how many people were, Part of the 1819 run, more quite a few uh, who were brought on, literally because of what the 1718 run squad did. In case you're wondering of who is left over from that, you have uh, very 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 few people. You have Makoto Asebe, who actually started that match. You have Timmy Chandler. You had Dan DeCosta who started in that match. You have. I'm in Barcock. That's it.
2: See, think and, about um, that.
0: That no, 2018 is not far away, but that is it. Like, hey, it's like, hey, what happened to Ravich? Gone. What happened to Dushman? got brought in on loan for the 1819 season. And then before the 1920 season, we have purchased him from Ha Es Uh, <laughs> i know right yeah wow. i mean guys like, like it really makes you think her got was was a cup winner
1: yeah the guys that were Tawata. on that team that that contributed even off the bench like de guzman and gasinovich was in and out of that lineup and a lot of guys that we kind of forget just how recently they were here because we've had a ton of
0: turnover um, but it was so cool. Oh, and Kamada. Kamada was on the yeah. roster as the bench. That was before his loan to uh, Belgium. That yeah. was before his Belgium loan. So
1: You know what got to me, too, as uh, we were talking about the emotions of today? Before the match, the club putting out the video of uh, former players uh, reaching out and you know giving it good luck yeah. uh, from guys like Jovic and... And I think there was Jonathan de Guzman in there, a Get whole a bunch of guys de
2: Guzman, just, um, yeah,
0: Abraham, yep. It was countless amount of players who obviously are like, "Yeah, I'd love to give my best to the guys right now." I mean,
2: did you guys see at the point as well when they panned up the uh, panned out to like a certain section of the the uh, the stadium where they had Amin Fey? Kovac, <laughs> yeah. like all the fucking coaches, I was just like, "Don't show Huta, don't show Huta," and they did. And I was like, "Yes, like hell yeah, <laughs> <fuck> that guy! <laughs> yes, he got us to Europa League, but fuck that guy!" What a lot. Did
1: you see that look on Alex Meyer's face? It looked like he wanted to get right back down there too.
2: I swear to God, we can oh, put him out time. there, he
1: and he put one or two in
2: the goal. <laughs> he literally was – he was leaning so far forward in this seat where he, <laughs> fought, he felt like he was on the bench. I, I totally agree with you on
0: that. Well, you know what? There's moments like this that we will treasure forever. So this is why we need to move on to the second half, the half where, honestly, David is such we a just – Buried. We buried these guys. What, I'll, I'll put this, I'll say this last thing for the first half. Declan Rice's yellow card was a perfect emulation of how the West Ham team was and how they would be throughout the rest of the match. So, Yake came on for Rhoda, Hrussi came on for Hauga. Paciencia came on for Bore. You know, well, uh, in terms of uh, other events that kind of just kind of changed the game, uh, West Ham's home coach got red card.
2: I mean, he's such a fucking. Cock. Was, I mean, like he asked for the eight, ball to come to him, and then he like, starts oh, kicking whatever. at our bench. Yeah,
0: at that point, that it guy. was just the that team was just like. That is, I will say this much. West Ham reminds me a lot of ourselves in the fact that they are in a very emotional team, and they just at that point realized it is we are dead and buried, and they just vented their own frustrations, and we just saw it out t- till the very end. And you know what? then to the day, that's all that freaking matters. Like it does not matter. It's like that uh, Lewandowski had a uh, like handball legit handball totally ignored in a poke-off finale that then leads you to start participating in Europe. That kind of changes your club's trajectory into being a club of what-ifs, like a club of hey, you know what, you take your chance, you freaking make it. And now we're in our second uh, UEFA Cup slash stroke Europa League uh, final at the third straight uh, cup final and second one-off cup final within Europe.
2: (sighs) I mean, hey, look, two finals in four years is unbelievable. Like in any sort of final, just to say that as a Frankfurt fan is blasphemy. I would have never, I would have never assumed to say that like once or twice in my lifetime, just because of Dave Bapakal sensations. But just to say that, I was like, Hey, my team has been in two finals in the past four years, one being the and one in the Europa League final. You'd have to knock me out three times for you, to be, for you to make me believe that.
0: And uh, the, did you even notice that, I mean, for our stand with Ukraine moment? that Yarmolenko got to be trotted out. And you actually saw, I mean, they didn't do a very good job at it. So the people who were directing the TV cameras can eat a big fat dingus. Um, There were some fans who were cheering for Yarmolenko, recognizing that, oh my God, like we're thinking about rushing the pitch, but oh wait, there's this Ukrainian who's coming onto the pitch and we need to salute him. The entrepreneurs who did remember to do that. Kudos to them for being classy, for sure. Unlike um, the dickheads in the uh, who attack the West Ham fans like the night beforehand, you know, in the bar. But yeah, we'll, we'll, you know what? We can talk about yeah. that at another time. But
2: wait, we don't. We should talk about that though because we do not condone that. Yeah. that is bullshit from Absolutely. our side. That's that like like straight Do not. Stray we should not. Be, that is not. That is not what we want to. We're call. warm. We condone about this welcoming.
0: Club. We are the kind of guys who will buy, who are just like, "Hey, welcome to our study. Let us buy you a beer. Let us tell you how amazing we are, and how much you should think that this is the most amazing place other than your own hometown to ever exist in." That should be the conversation uh, limits. I'm all and for it. Exactly. exactly. I'm all it for from the there. tough
1: culture, but you're not hurting the fans of the other team. You're destroying the business owner of somebody in your town in Frankfurt, and that is wholly unacceptable. If you, I, I don't personally care if you're an asshole and you want to beat the shit out of some guy on the sidewalk. You're you're an idiot, but do it on the sidewalk. When you go and destroy somebody's business in Frankfurt, in the city that you wear on your shirt, you wear on your jersey, and you're supposed to you do it with pride, about. Uh, you disgrace the club. You disgrace the fans of the club, and it's... I'm glad it appeared to be an isolated or fairly isolated incident, but it's just wholly unacceptable and they should be called out and they should never be allowed near the club again because it hurts them. That's the reason right there that we've been banned from certain cities. We've been banned at Rome more than once and other cities have said, Hey, you guys aren't allowed here because of shit like that. And personally, I look forward to going Europe to Europe in August and enjoying a champions league match or whenever the hell that is. But if they all ruin it for me, cause they had to go show how tiny their dicks are by, you know, throwing bar stools. You just ruined it for the whole world because you're an asshole with a tiny penis.
2: Okay. Sorry. <laughs> agreed. A million percent Agreed.
0: And uh two and I would say on top of that, uh, if those people want to tell us to go F themselves uh, F ourselves, go you know where to, to find assertion and ask where
1: KCSE Don't support can be.
0: Go. Don't support yeah, go. Like, I mean our fans cheer about how much they loathe Offenbach. Just go cheer for them. You're not gonna make any you're not gonna make up the difference, you scumbags. Anyways, we, as good law-abiding fans, who are just stupid passionate about our clubs, stupid passionate about what is to come next, <sighs> when the fans rush the pitch. That was nuts. That was the I was second time you,
1: I cried today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into that, dude, Party Paciencia almost had a freaking volley on the streamer. <laughs> like, that would have been oh, so cool oh, if you God. scored that. Because if you scored there, scored that to put the cherry on top of this this defeat on West Ham, I would have gotten well, I would have probably flipped a couple Speaking
1: tables. Speaking of violence, and, and we don't condone it, but if Paciencia had gotten his hands on Moyes, I would have applauded the guy.
2: <laughs> he <tried. laughs> He
1: got close. <laughs>
2: It, yeah. I mean, that was unbelievable. And then like, I feel like towards like the 70th and the 75th minute, West Ham gave up. They did. Like they just straight up gave up. They didn't want to play anymore. They just were like, all right, like you're in our final third. Like, yeah, we'll trot around after the ball. We'll make sure you guys don't score another goal and yep, stuff like that. But, like, they needed just like two goals and bandit. they were not pushing at all. They were like a new puppy. They literally were like, "Oh my god, Frankfurt, you're my new owner. Let me roll over my back and please, and please pet my belly because you are, you are my owner. You are everything. You are daddy." And I, we we're just there, like, "Yes, West Ham, we are your daddy. Frankfurt is your daddy. You enjoy what? this belly rub right here. You a left tail right there, you little puppy."
0: Okay, fuck unfair. West Ham. Okay, so how many people were going bananas where you were?
2: Oh, I mean, once the final whistle went off, I mean, we all we all just went nuts. We just couldn't stop clapping and stuff like that. And then once the fans start storming the pitch, we're all just in like awe. Oh, we're like, I think we're all in just like silence and awe because we're all <laughs> super jealous that we cannot be in that exact moment. We're like, damn, I want to be storming the pitch. I want to be hugging Hinterega. I want to be hugging Kevin Trapp right now. I want to be like, running
0: away from the riot police. <laughs> oh, I mean I mean, the, I, mean
2: I mean, hey if, if there is any kind of situation where you kind of just like flop out your dick and just slap it on the table and make a huge thump and run over towards the West Ham supporter section <laughs> and just scream at them. There's nothing more ballsy to do something like that, and then you can hear the announcer in the stadium being like, "Please get away from the Gesta block, which is the away fans block," and that's when you see all the freaking, you know, swat guys start sprinting towards all the Frankfurt fans. But I mean, that fan storming thing is just—it's <laughs> oh, nothing they crazy. Immediately because
0: immediately we're just like
2: fuck off get out of yeah. here exactly but like that, that that passion just kind of shows you like if there's any sort of comparison to what the storm uh, the the storming was um on the field was like college basketball or even college football just like that college kind of like um enthusiasm where it's like hey like we're part of this like lifelong club like essentially lifelong like college like and, you know, this is how we feel about our team and stuff like that. And, like, if there's any sort of comparison to make towards our fan base to any sort of American fan base, it'd be like a team upsetting another team. And that's
1: that's who we are. And you know what was cool about that, too? Um, you mentioned the, the comparison to college basketball. If you, as the three of us, and I'm sure others listening, watch college basketball regularly, you see that court storming, you see the losing team walk to the tunnel and, you know they're generally left alone, and I'm glad there were no incidents today. But watching our guys run to Hinti and Torre and Bore and Trap and just the hugs, there's that mutual love, the mutual respect between them. And every time I see Hinti with a fan, I swear to God, it makes me cry. I don't know what it is. He's just he's one of us. He's a he's a awesome. beer drinking, you know, soccer loving. Hockey player who flies helicopters and isn't that who we all think we
2: are? I just self-taught accordion playing.
0: Exactly. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's beautiful. And you know what's more beautiful? What are we we're are going drinking? to
2: Sevilla.
0: We're going to Sevilla <laughs> and we gotta figure out what we're gonna be drinking. Uh in the meantime, let's talk about what we are drinking. Matt, you the youngin', the jungen. The trucker Jungs, let's go. What do you got? What are you drinking? I'm about to be on a
2: 12-hour bender or 10-hour bender here since so I've been drinking since 2 o'clock. Um, hopefully my job doesn't hear this. Uh, but I have switched over from all-day IPAs over to uh, some Stella Artois. Um, just a sh- you know, friendly shout-out to our Belgian friends over to Antwerp. Thank you for making our, you know, uh passage here to the Europa League final possible by beating your asses. So uh <laughs> cheers cheers to Antwerp for giving me this Belgium delight to celebrate our German success. And selling us
1: Chris. one of their best players this year too. To Amen to that.
0: That is true. Uh Chris, what uh, got?
1: All right. I,
2: that happened today, didn't it? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, it happened in the Drugs. last
1: window. We just kind of glossed over it because we were playing so poorly at the time. But um, (laughs) I got a good one today. This is going to take me a minute to read out. Um, I am drinking an Irish dry cereal stout brewed with marshmallow cereal and clover honey. That was exhausting. Let me explain what that is. Um, It's called marshmallow marshmallow drip because, you know, I'm a cool kid in my 37 years of age. We were wearing the white marshmallow tops and I guess drip is the cool word that kids use these days, so Yes, we yeah, do. That's right, that's why you're yeah, here. Yeah, and
0: you are Make me also feel cool. the, per- the kid who then grew up who also told Magic Johnson to fuck off.
1: I did not hey, it's I, all about the I did drip. not say it like that. <laughs> Do not put that word in my you mouth. You didn't
0: tell him to fuck off. Uh, you, you know, that's
1: a story for the Patreon <laughs> subscribers. That's not a story for here. Uh, but the Marshmallow Drip from Griffin Claw is a badass stout. Uh, it's brewed with um, Lucky Charms, like a shitload of marshmallows from Lucky Charms, and it is delicious. One of my new favorite Detroit beers.
0: Love it, love it, love it. Okay. I am, uh, currently drinking water, but I was drinking nonstop. The the best beer that is in the beer garden that is at Casey Beer Company. Uh, I had three mass crews of it. So, yeah, just you put how (laughs) how much I drink of it. Uh, to hell us. Uh, they're famous. Uh, mention golden lager that they serve on tap there Um, I had more than my fair share and yet I was I was continuously plied with here no drink have some more and I'm like "Uh, alright go look go look and I am just glow and basking in this glow that is look I I will point this out and and this will come great for Sigma 2 I was with some people who I will be watching the final with. That's all that matters. Just a great beer to bond with friends with. And yeah, that is what I am drinking. We'll be back with segment two. Of hey, I'm Frankfurt. Uh Frankfurt. We have the final to kind of look at who we're playing. The, uh, we'll salute the Frauen. Wish them the best of luck. And uh, yeah, apparently we play on Sunday. We'll move on from that. So that is all next. And, the, this episode um, of Hey Under Frankfurt, segment two, so stay with.
2: Aus! 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 Es ist vorbei! Eintracht Frankfurt ist im Finale! Lila, die nicht vergessen wirst, der komplette Platz wird dir gerade gestürmt. Eintracht Frankfurt steht im Finale der Europa League.
0: Two of the Eintracht Um I would have to say that I am absolutely gassed from emotionally from this day. So I'm going to make it a nice, short, and sweet. Um, Eintracht. We I mentioned that we took on Glasgow Rangers way back in the day. I mean, really back in the day. Our first foray into Europe was the last time we faced off against this specific uh, Scottish team. We ended up crushing them like as though they were freaking Red Bull cans. Uh, which kudos to them for crushing the Red Bull cans. Uh, 3 1 on aggregate, uh, victory for those guys. Um, shucks. Uh, I'm really excited for this because this is a, tra- I mean, to use the German phrase, this is a Traditions Fadin and Glasgow Rangers. Um, they previously won the cup, Winners' Cup way back in the day. Um, uh, traditional team that has not, I mean, they've got a lot of turbulent history, but to me, you can, like Leipzig or Glasgow Rangers, you could not have asked for anything more from this team to be drawn with the Eintracht in Seville. It's kind of funny because the last time Seville in, uh, I think it was like 2004, uh, held a, a European Cup final it was the other team from Glasgow, the Scottish team from Glasgow, uh, glasgow (coughs) Celtic. this tournament. So, we, uh, a German club, now face a Scottish club in the final. We're the first German club to be in the final since Werder Bremen in the 2009 UEFA Cup final. The final duration of this competition before it trans over into what we now know as the Europa League. And, uh, gosh, guys, I'm excited because we get a team that is going to bring cachet to this uh, competition. And in case anyone was wondering who they played, they brought Borussia Dortmund over two legs. Did not get defeated by Borussia Dortmund. They went to Belgrade. Not an easy place to go to. And one on aggregate, four to two. They defeated Braga, uh, Sporting Braga from Portugal, uh, three to two on aggregate. And they beat, uh, Leipzig, uh, three to one at home to win three to two on aggregate. This is a team that continuously has been fighting. I've continuously been watching with the Scottish guys and I can't wait for the final. Uh, I will admit I will not be in Seville for the final. I'll be watching in my home bar. I'll be watching with these guys who I have developed a great rapport with and a mutual respect with, which is what I think uh, football is able to do, is bring two groups of fans together out of mutual respect, mutual love of this wonderful game that we have. And I can't wait for the final. Your thoughts?
1: Go ahead, Matt. You're going first, Chris. I'm not going
0: first. <laughs> oh yeah, and and, and, and they're uh, I should also point out that they had dropped down from the Champions League, so uh they played Malmo, uh nineteen seventy nine finalists to the Champions League. Uh they got bounced out of that. They then beat some our median team, uh I don't know them at all. And they had Lyon, they had Sparta Prague, and they had Brombu from Denmark in the group and finished second place uh, over Sparta Prague by one point. And their Whilst they all just kind of crushed everybody and got knocked out in the quarterfinals by West Ham. So, full circle on this one.
1: Yeah, so here's the thing. I refuse to let myself get too far ahead with looking at potential opponents. I don't know a whole lot about Rangers other than the fact that they've been really – Good for a long time domestically and internationally. They rise up every couple years and do something crazy like this. Um, I don't know a lot analytically yet. I got two weeks to get on board with that. I'm still trying to wrap 14 my years head since around the last European final, right? And fourteen years. Uh, it, it kind of blew my uh, mind uh, yeah. listening yeah. to the commentators today talk about how all oh, these fans have been through so much. They've waited so long for this. Like wh- where the What if we waited, you know, I mean, I wasn't, I'm 37. I wasn't even alive the last time we made it to this point. I don't know why Rangers are getting all the love in this one, but it's, you know, that, that British, uh, what are we going to call it? The, The British Homerism. I don't know. There's something to it because all we get fed here is this. Premier League is the best. Oh, Premier League's not in it anymore. Britain's the best. Oh, Britain's not in it anymore. UK's the best. Oh, they're not anymore. The Commonwealth. Like, you just keep expanding (laughs) that wider and wider and wider. And it's like, (laughs) get over yourself.
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with him that set of things where it's like, you know, it's all. I mean, because the Premier League is obviously trumping everything, is trumping every league in the world, just in terms of like revenue perspectives. Because like they have such a great APAC following, such a great Africa following, obviously such a great North America following. Not so much on the South America side of things, because they're in their old world over there. Um, but Glasgow Rangers being in the final with us is fucking dope. I feel like almost. Honestly, destiny because like that's it, it's beautiful. You have two such traditional clubs. You have two essentially no-name clubs where you have like you know something potentially coming uh, some some someone potentially going to the Champions League next year and be a haymaker. You know because like the only the only player I can really think of that is great for Glasgow is Tamara. And he ended up scoring a beautiful goal today, like right, right, right along the ground across the side of Leipzig. I'm thankful for Rangers for beating Leipzig (laughs) because fuck playing Leipzig. I love that we're playing the Rangers, but that's but like look, they are so strong at home. Where like you know they had to play, you know they lost one nothing to Leipzig. They end up scoring three goals to them when they were at home. You know, I don't even know I I honestly forgot who they even played before that, but like, you know, they were down one nothing <laughs> where they where they ended up scoring like two, three goals in the quarterfinals as well to progress to play Leipzig in the semifinals. But like Leipzig is such a home heavy team and it just shows how much of a traditional team they are. However, though, we do have that advantage to them where like we're strong both home and away and playing in Sevilla where we have already played before, we have quite the advantage right now and especially being very good in Spain right now because we've already played two Spanish clubs, beat them, beat them in four games right there, and now we're going back to Spain for a final game. And the path is clear right there. I just hope we don't step over our own shoelaces.
0: Oh, I mean, there we go. That's all that's all I can say about us playing against a historical team that will bring Cachet. Look, if they don't want to give us enough credit, hey, we'll just win the whole fucking thing, and we'll just go crazy for it. Um, Turn to getting tickets. Uh, We will give uh, more suggestions at a time when we've had a chance to research how to get there. Uh, The the Frauen want to get to the Champions League. Just like the Antwerp want to get into the Champions League via winning the Europa League and uh, Trova and Potsdam. Coming out this weekend. We've kind we keep on hitting on the ladies. Uh I think there's nothing else that needs to be said, ladies. Go, 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 Eagles, go. End of story. Wouldn't it be great um, to
1: have two teams in the Champions League <laughs> next year?
0: Yeah. It'd be it unbelievable. Would.
1: I mean, Brian, you, you tease Awesome,
0: Byron, awesome Byron. We could then be just like sitting pretty it's like, oh yeah, that's right. You did I tease it, Byron. And I told you yeah. to shut up. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, ladies, you got shown what it is like to have those beautiful, magical European nights. Go get that for yourself Yes. and beat the pots down. End of story. End of story. Nothing else. And if you don't, we'll still love you. But let's go for the European glory. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. A double
2: pack. That'd be amazing. Be, I would... I'd be more than proud to, like, even, like, get the crest. Honestly, I may even do, like, a bet where, like, you know, we both teams make the champions. I even get, a like, a tattooed, like, crest on my chest. So I don't know if I'm going to make that commitment yet, but that could be a potential commitment. Is that going to be our thing? Uh, <laughs> thing. If, you, if we all do it, we're going to have to get our ass cheeks. <laughs> Left or right, I don't care.
1: Uh, I'm not going to comment proud. on
2: that one. <laughs> <of purity>. Anyways, <laughs> uh, you
0: I is. got something even better. I got something even better for you for this weekend. So yeah, we gotta play in the Bundesliga. We're in the thirty third match day of the season. I know you're probably thinking, God, Ryan, come on. We are done. We've done the job. Not yet. We have two matches against two teams that we loathe, or at least one coach of a team that we love, and one team that we love. Guess who it is? It's our home finale, folks. It is against the Gladbach. And even if we rotate the full team, you know for a fact the fans, it was going to be a party atmosphere. And I think we might actually put up a better fight than Leipzig did against either Gladbach or Rangers as They are now suddenly looking at, oh crap, we're out of one of the three competitions and we're currently sitting on the outside looking in for the Champions League out by one point uh, in the league table and still with the DP Pokal yet to play against this team that is currently pushing them out, which is Freiburg. We talked about Freiburg last, uh, last episode. Um, yeah, boys. Um, Eintracht is now below Gladbeck a number of points. Gladbeck has kind of figured out what <coughs> was going wrong, at least, and has been able to, minus a uh, devastating loss to Cone. They've kind of picked up the points quietly to be able to move up the table Uh, And now they're very firmly outside of the relegation zone, which sucks because we thought that Benedict Hutter deserved nothing but, you know, coal in his stocking for all the purposes yet to come. And worse, uh, he's kind of figured out something to like something with this guy side which is a shame because his side is literally like splintering on all ends. Nobody wants to – nobody is re-signing with the club. They are not – they have yet to announce a single sign to bring in players in the next season. And there's even rumors that Adi Hutter can still be fired at the end of the season. So why don't we just put this man out of his misery? <laughs> I'm going out on I a limb that. saying the reserves will say, fuck you, old boss, 2-1 to one to the Eintracht. I mean, I don't know. I can see
2: us kind of stay with the same kind of lineup. If anything, maybe even get Lindstrom out on there. Um, If he's healthy. Especially if If, Hinty's healthy. Hinty's not healthy. Hinty's not playing. Hinty's not playing this game. I don't think he's going to play against Mites. I think we're going to keep him on the bench as long as we can.
1: They need to Uh, put him on a plane to Mallorca, let him sit on the beach for like five days and do nothing but heal and get fresh air.
2: I think, I think we'll try against Gothbach because we're also home. So, you know, we kind of keep that home fan momentum in a sense. Um, I don't see us trying against... Gotta Mines go for the because, home for now. Gotta go for the home for now. Right, exactly. And then with Mainz, you know, it is what it is. whatever. If anything, we'll probably play with our starting lineup for the first 45 minutes. Or if anything, rotate our, you know, first team squad into the second half just to get their legs kind of warmed up for that Wednesday Europa League final. Um, but I mean both games are just kind of more of just like, hey, let's try some things out. Maybe we can do something tactically here and there, maybe we can do some crazy set pieces where you can be more creative and stuff like that, especially in certain situations towards the end of the game. Um, but I, I think what the OG Oliver Glassner should do in these next two games is just kind of like A keep the momentum in some of our squad players just to keep their legs kind of going, you know, make sure there's no rest and like, no like kind of weird pauses in between them. And then B try to become more creative, try to find something more fun to do, you know, like, Hey, like we have this unique opportunity to win a European like title right here for us to be in the Champions League for the first time in our club history. Maybe we can try some things out in the next two weeks uh, before we head over to um, Sevilla for the finals. So um, you know, I see you guys, I mean, I would like us to see like, to win like a three, one kind of situation. Um, cause obviously we're not going to get a clean sheet cause we just fucking suck on that it end did today, but it, it did today. <laughs> yeah. Hey, whoa, whoa. Hold up. Today was a fucking clean sheet. I just fucking made that connection. Remember when I Holy almost shit. predicted that and you were like, Oh you're such a tease. Oh yeah. <laughs> you see, you see how rare and a clean sheet for us for though is though. Like I mean, come on. Um, yeah, I just hope you know world spin. But yeah, I think we're gonna win three one against Grampah because I think we're gonna keep momentum going and then kind of chill out against Mainz.
1: Three one. you Works said? for me, Chris. All right. So. Make
0: it quick, Chris. Yeah. We all, some of us, got to go to sleep.
1: Yeah, we're we're still good on time here, so I'm going to take dream a dream of
0: a dream of how we're going to play. So you how we're gonna pay time for
1: this. people, and I'm on the East Coast. It is my weekend right now. I have nothing to get up for tomorrow, so I'm going to take a minute here and talk about how wrong my predictions <laughs> always are. But there's a trend here: uh, the way we play so shitty after emotional matches and. I think part of the problem is people like me sit here and just think it's easy to flip the switch to the next match and just switch some players out, go full rotation, and rest everybody. It's not that simple. And we saw what happened last weekend when we tried kind of a soft version of that. I would prefer that we roll out most of the starters. Obviously, those that are injured, Hinti and Lindstrom and others, you know, get the rest. Absolutely no point in taking risk. But I would prefer we go with Kostic and Bore and all the usual guys because we need to project that that idea that, yes, there are more games to be played and it's not just look ahead to the final. You still need to keep your form. I would rather do the resting on match day 34 on the road. Like you guys said, we're at home, show a strong performance at home, and there's no way that that. The Valdez Stadion is going to have the same atmosphere this weekend that it had tonight. It's just not possible, no matter how hard we try. Um, So I want to see them go out there and just do what they did today with generally the same group of people. And when you need to sub people early, go ahead and do it. But the same business as usual concept. Now, about Gladbach, um, they've scored a few more goals than us, but they've allowed 13 more goals on the season. Their defense is bad. And getting to them early with a lot of shots and a lot of pressure, they're not good with possession. They turn the ball over a ton. And we know how Hooter's system works. Uh, They're going to take their chances, and we might have a lot of opportunities for odd man rushes down the pitch. So I'm going to say we win. I'm going to say 2-0. Back-to-back clean sheets.
0: Oh, I'll take it. Oh, I'll take it.
1: you a tent over here. Yeah. I think Gladbach is a lot worse than their recent record has shown. I think they're just kind of catching some teams that don't care too much anymore, uh, don't have a lot to fight for, and that's the exact position they're in right now. But we have everything to fight for in keeping our form. Facts.
0: That's going to wrap it up for this episode of Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt. I'd like to thank everyone for joining this one. Uh, For us, we all, if you cannot tell, we all are absolutely mentally and physically (laughs) and emotionally exhausted, and yet we still have another super big match to play in addition to our two matches against Gladbach and a certain Benedict Arnold type of coach. And then we have our local rivalry against uh, Mainz Nofumf, uh, to finish off the season, but this match against Gladback, I really hope that the players really come out, uh, with a real punch. Whoever is in the starting lineup and goes for it as is the finale. So that's going to wrap it up. As I mentioned, for this episode 220 of Hey, Idor Frankfurt, I do thank Chris and Matt for joining me. 222, uh, to be exact. Golly, they're already racking up. We were just celebrating 200 episodes. It doesn't seem that long ago, and we're nearly at the two and a quarter mark to 300. So, Matt, where can we find you on social media?
2: Find me on the Twitter landscape at wagma underscore, and then on the Instagram, you can find me at underscore Wagner eight.
0: And Chris, where can we find you on the social media landscape? Twitter, Instagram, Instagram.
1: Discord, Peloton, anything else? At C
0: and the D three one three, and in uh, which uh, stands at uh, Comerica Park,
1: uh, the box <laughs> upstairs because I work there.
0: <laughs> there you go. All right, folks, that's going to wrap it up for this episode uh, two twenty two of Hey on Frankfurt. We will be back again, recapping all things to do with Eintracht Frankfurt from the min to the women, to the youth. Well, technically, the youth have already uh, finished off their seasons. But until next time, we will be talking about Eintracht versus Gladbach. Probably still talk about Eintracht and West Ham. And, of course, previewing the uh, Bundesliga finale against uh, uh, Mainz before we head off to play in Seville for the cup, fi- for the cup final against strangers, So I'm sure that we will hear it from you at, in the intervening times. You can get in uh, contact with all of us for all of our social media landscapes. So that is, uh, at HEF pod on Twitter. That is HeyEindruckFranford at Gmail. Uh, you can reach us on, uh, Instagram. That is HeyEindruckFranford. Matt does a great job of doing the content there. com slash ETF pod for all the English language news and notes. And of course, Soon to come, our own Patreon uh, subscription channel with exclusive content there and uh, so much more. So, keep locking into all things Eintracht Frankfurt on all our social media channels. Until next time, cheers.
2: And we're just there, like, yes, West Ham, we are your daddy. Frankfurt is your daddy. You enjoy this belly rub right here. You waggle that tail right there, you little puppy. <laughs>
0: un fois socher la 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 la
2: un fois franco la 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 la